We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, as we continue on KMOX, let's get the very latest on a major project in downtown St. Louis. It's something that you can see from just about all points. AT&T, SBC, Southwestern Bell, whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, 909 Chestnut has a plan for the future. And joining us is Brian Mingus of the Advantis Group. Thanks for the time, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate the time. This is uh, more than a million square feet, uh, obviously a major landmark in downtown St. Louis. Mark on the skyline, see it right behind the arch and all the major photos. What do you have planned for 909 Chestnut? So we have a, a mixed-use plan that, consider, uh, that, can, uh, that consists of uh, hospitality, residential, retail, and um, you know, a sky lounge and a pool on the, on the 46th floor. So what are we talking about in terms of, uh, you know, do you know anything about the hotel flag or what the level of apartments might be in terms of uh, the number of bedrooms or the rent, uh, office tenants you might be going for? Uh, what kind of details do you have? So we've, uh, we've eliminated the, the idea for, for an office component. Um, we've decided to uh, focus specifically more on hospitality. Um, in terms of a flag, we have not selected a specific flag just yet. We're talking with a few different operators at this point, uh, but not ready to release just yet. Um, however, we do have uh, an LOI from uh, Sonder Hospitality that uh, we're, that are uh, that we have in place for about 260 extended stay units, and uh, above that we have obviously market rate apartments. We've got some penthouses up on the upper floors, um, and those will all kind of uh, differ in terms of uh, unit density and mix. So when it comes to the uh, the hotel, because downtown has a lot of the uh, the you know typical hotel rooms, but not a lot if you're looking for more of the residence in experience. Is that what you're talking about? More of the long term stay. On the Sonder uh, component, correct. Yes, we uh, we intend to. Uh, there's about there'll be kind of one bedrooms, more micro type units. They will have kitchens, etc. Um, and then on floors two through five, we'll have kind of more of your traditional flag hotel type rooms um, that we plan to offer. And how do you summarize the state of the downtown St. Louis submarket right now? And how did the, the current situation uh, play into the factor not to do office space in uh, what was one of the highest profile office buildings? Well, I think when you look across the country, you know, post-COVID, uh, you know, office is, is, is not necessarily coming back where it was, right? And so <clears throat> I think we have to kind of build ourselves out of it in some capacity in a different way. And I think you'll see a lot of the downtown markets across the country start to convert, uh, you know, office space to to a different type of use, which, you know, obviously the, the most uh, prime uh, use of that would be residential. And so I think what we're going to see here is you're going to see an influx of residential uh, flood the downtown markets and kind of replace some of the office submarket. And what does that do then in terms of uh, spillover effects in other areas? Uh, for instance, you talk about retail uh, in this building. Downtown has had a bit of a challenge when it comes to retail. There's schnooks, but, uh, you know, no CVS, no Walgreens, uh, no, no place to go and buy a belt or a pair of pants. Um, but does adding more residents help uh, make the case, especially to those national retailers who've got to see, you know, certain metrics before they consider a store? Yeah, I think it will. I mean, we've got a little bit of work ahead of us, of course. I think... Uh you know, obviously the, the vacating aspect of, of office came uh, fairly accelerated after post-COVID. 
Um, you know, there's also some other challenges within downtown that have caused some other uh, migration of office as well. Um, but I think as we kind of bring the residential component in a more flourished aspect and a more densified aspect in downtown, uh, you'll start to see retailers, et cetera, start to phase back in. And then it, we've also seen, for instance, up the street at the Foundry, they they set out to put a lot of retail in, and they've had a lot of local retailers jump in, but uh, they've shifted to a lot of more of the entertainment. We've seen this with a lot of, uh, you know, shop and saves that have gone dark, what's replaced them, a lot of medical and entertainment. Uh, and so could that be a part of this as well, uh, especially as retail continues to shift online? So, uh, you know, as part of the vertical subdivision of this building, and to your point, there's a significant amount of square footage in here. Um, we, we've packed in a significant amount of amenities for the particular building itself. Um, what that uh, necessarily means in terms of the external play, uh, we'll probably keep that more introspective uh, in terms of the building aspect. Um, but to your point, I mean, I think there's there's an opportunity for, for traditional sort of uh, retail, whether that's restaurant or, or quick pickup. And then I think there'll also be an opportunity to, once the residents get in and the visitors come back, I think it would be another play to kind of further uh, examine, you know, doing some of the components you were talking about. And then just the state of the building itself, we've we've had some reports that there's been uh, flood damage in certain areas, just the status of the building itself. Yeah, the building's in great shape. I mean, uh, obviously it was overbuilt in 1986. And so a lot of the code compliant items are, are still intact. Um, there was a uh, there was a sprinkler leak about a year ago, I think, uh, when there was a, was a freeze. And so there was a little bit of uh, damage, I think, maybe on the west side of the fourth floor and kind of down a little bit. But it was all contained and it's obviously not structural or anything of that nature. It's more just kind of a little bit of water damage. And in terms of the parking situation, we heard about that uh, from AT&T and from some of the others who had considered taking on the building. But there is a lot of parking in downtown if you're willing to walk a block or two. Um, and so how does the, the lack of in-house parking play into uh, the rehab that you p- have planned for this? So I, I'm not at liberty to share uh, some of the parking details just yet, but um, we do have a parking solution that will provide enough capacity uh, for the building's complete activation, um, and we should be able to release some of that information here in the, in the near future. Um, <clears throat> you know, in, in the end, you know, part of the building's uh, makeup and composition and the way we plan to play this out is kind of a valet nature in some capacity. And so uh, we are currently working uh, and kind of have a master license agreement in place uh, with the neighboring garage um, that we intend to kind of utilize as sort of our valet parking uh, component uh, within the project itself. Well, as you move forward with the uh, redo of 909 Chestnut into the Beacon, uh, what, where does the process stand right now? What, what comes next? And, of course, uh, people always have questions about the tax breaks that go into these kinds of projects. How do you justify what's, uh, what's been proposed for this? Yeah, so, you know, when we packaged this before we took a, an approach at it is, you know, one of the hurdles that we needed to uh, overcome internally uh, for this project in reality was to get it on the historic registry, which we were, uh, which we were successful at, which creates a significant amount of equity to make the project uh, financially feasible. So that was kind of step number one. Step two is obviously the tax breaks are, nece- are a necessary, um, you know, subsidy to, to, to make this project that much more financially feasible. Uh, I think there's a number of people that have made a run at it without the particular historic component. And I think this is just uh, enough to kind of get the needle over the hump to kind of make this a reality. And so as we wrap up with Brian Mingus of Advantis Group about 909 Chestnut and the proposed uh, renovation there, just generally downtown St. Louis, it seems uh, to be going forward on a project like this. It seems like you're 
confident in the future? You're optimistic about uh, the prospects for downtown? Yes, we are. I mean, obviously, there's you know there's some challenges in front of us, but I think uh, if you build it, they will come. And um, we've had that same experience with our other portfolio holdings that we've redeveloped here over the last five years. I think if you take a look at uh, one card away, you'll see how quick that those particular units ramped up uh, and absorbed. And I think you'll see that across the board. I think people want to be down where the action is. Um, and in this particular uh, project's redevelopment, I mean, you're talking about 360-degree views from, you know, two, three, 400 feet up in the air, which is pretty significant. Tell us about the name for this. It would go from the AT&T Tower to being called the Beacon on Chestnut. Well, you know, part of the, the naming of the building is to, is to kind of create a beacon of light in the center of, of downtown, right? I mean, I think if you have, if you think of downtown as the heartbeat of the St. Louis region and even the heart of kind of Missouri in some aspects, I think you can think of the beacon getting activated as the heartbeat of downtown. Um, they are strategically located between all the sport venues. Um, it's right in the middle there. And so our, one of our intents is to light the exterior of this building up in, in such a way uh, creatively that it not only does it cre- create and provide uh, sort of safety, but it also kind of starts that, uh, that push uh, to request and see if other buildings in downtown would do the same thing to kind of get that same sort of feel. Well, Brian Mingus of Advantis Group, thank you so much for the great information, uh, the excitement about downtown, and we'll keep an eye on this project. And please keep us up to date. All right. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.